All right, so welcome to the Sunrise and Shine podcast. My name is Steve, and I am uh, in Natchitoches, Louisiana, where I pastor a church. It's a church plant or startup called Awaken Church, and we are a couple of years old uh, as far as uh, being a, a, a group that gathers on a weekly basis for worship gatherings. I'm recording this on uh, April the 2nd. It still feels like it's March because of this crazy world we're living in. Uh, April 2nd, 2020, and we are in the midst of a pan- global pandemic. The coronavirus, COVID-19, has spread um, our con- a particular state, the state of Louisiana, has been hit and is really under the gun uh, right now. I know that the main thing they're worried about is having enough hospital beds for folks who are getting this. Um, we are under a stay-at-home order and social distancing is the proclamation of the day and i had to go out yesterday morning and do the shopping because once your groceries from 19 days ago are all gone you have to go buy groceries and so i have in 19 days i have not gone anywhere uh, <laughs> from the day i got the groceries was the day they they said the first uh, uh stay uh stay at home uh, thing and then it got it got a little more strict from there and so um, so I went and got the groceries 19 days ago and then I went and got the groceries yesterday and people are not social distancing um, I, I, kudos to the the stores such as Walmart where I happen to be uh, for showing continually markers everywhere to say stay six feet away and you know reminders about washing your hands and touching your face and public service announcements appreciate that little signs on the different different items where they're saying please uh, show care for your neighbor then and only take one of this item and so hopefully people are abiding by that I know uh, I did I found a pack of toilet paper it was one of those little four it's a four pack it's a baby pack so it was like at my house, that won't last very long at all, so we'll have to go back at some point. But right now, we're good because that's not the only toilet paper we have. But they had them there, so I bought one. Um, and there's, uh, you know, these are like like less than a dollar for this little pack. I mean, that's how little toilet paper is actually there. And so people are hoarding toilet paper and all kinds of stuff. I don't understand that, but um, that is part of the situation we're in. So. Um, yeah, so so what I'm going to do is I'm not going to talk about that a lot because I, I what I want to do on, the, on this podcast is take a couple of uh, people have asked a couple of questions or suggested, hey, why don't you talk about this on your podcast? It would be interesting. And I love this first one. It comes from uh, a good friend of mine named Travis. And it's, what, it, what has been encouraging to you in the past week? And so I love that question because... Um, or that, that, like, hey, oh, here's what you should talk about. Talk about what's encouraging because everyone seems to be talking about discouraging stuff and stats are out there, news reports, and there's a lot of things to be discouraged about. Actually, yesterday I spent a lot of time on text and on phone calls just checking up on folks that are part of the Awakened Church family and, um, I gotta tell you, there's there's a lot of discouragement out there, and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of sickness beyond COVID nineteen. There's people that right now I've got I got a couple of folks that have flu. Um, I have you know, and people that are dealing with tragedy in their in their families that that are not related to COVID nineteen at all. But and so this is a very kind of could be a discouraging time. So so he asked me, hey, why don't you talk about what's been encouraging to you in the past week? And so now I just kind of made a little list right off the top of my head right before I came on and. Uh, uh, and said, you know, here's some encouraging things from me in my past week, and I would encourage you to begin to think about what is encouraging to you. All right. Um, 
first thing I thought about was I have the tiller now. My dad has retired from having a garden because he they have my mom and dad have moved to uh, a new a new place. It's on a lake, but they don't really have a garden spot. And so he said, "I'm going to bring I'm going to give you the tiller because you're going to you have a garden, and that way I don't have to like transport it back and forth. There's no reason to have so so yesterday." Uh, my dad made the drive, picked up his tiller, and brought it out to my house. So, so I can actually till my ground. It's too wet today, but tomorrow morning should be dry enough. Uh, tomorrow, I'll get my grass mow, get the garden tilled up, and actually get my garden planted. I've got stuff ready to plant in the garden. So that's very encouraging to me that my dad brought me the tiller. Now, you may be thinking, man, that's yard work, and that's 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 ridiculous. But I love that. I love gardening, especially and yard work. So it was very encouraging to get that. Plus. I got to see my dad. I mean, we were practicing all the as well as we could because you haven't because we don't get to see each other that often. Um, you know, they live a couple hours away, and so we were practicing social distancing stuff. And you know, my my oldest son's birthday is on Saturday, and so they she, he had brought a birthday card for them. Um, great stuff, man. So uh, it's getting good. To, it's good to see my dad for just a minute, you know. So. Uh, I'm glad that uh, while I'm recording this podcast, I got so many folks that are on Facebook Live right now. Even uh, even little baby Melody, one of the Awakened Church fam members who is less than a year old, is is joining us. So I'm thankful that Melody and her mommy are uh, joining us here. And also Melody's grandpa is watching too. This is great. It's like a family day um, that are joining on Facebook Live. So um, absolutely, this is this is really really cool. Um, one of the things that that um, a friend of mine, Chris, just posted on this is like this whole thing has given us an opportunity to reconnect with our family, much like when I was a kid. And I get that, man. I'm I am a, a very encouraged by that too. The fact that we are I'm on the go all the time because I'm I'm constantly trying to meet people as a church planter in a small town with a college, with a with a university, constantly on the go trying to meet people to engage them, share the vision for this church, and invite them to come. And so I haven't been able to do that. Actually, yesterday, I'll be honest, just before I go to my next, what's been encouraging. Yesterday, when I did go to Walmart and get the groceries for the family, it was the first time in three years that I that I went anywhere in Natchitoches, anywhere in the the area that I live and didn't carry uh, invite cards with me. I For three years, I have always carried them with me and, and try almost every single time I go out into into the town, no matter what I'm doing, is find a way to strike up a conversation and hand these cards out. And I didn't bring any. I'm like, I'm not taking those. I'm not even going to think about trying to hand somebody a card during this time of social distancing. And so... Um, that was kind of kind of wrecked me a little bit. I thought, man, for the first time in three years, I'm not not having the intent of engaging someone, sharing vision, and inviting them. Uh, maybe that helped me love my la- neighbor a little bit more. I don't know. Um, again, another thing that was encouraging, they did have TP at Walmart. I saw a uh, post here for those folks that are in Natchitoches right now in this area. Super One and Dollar General have toilet paper. That's awesome. Um, so glad you guys f- found some toilet paper. Um, they, this is encouraging. Again, for those who are just now joining, I'm recording a podcast and I'm doing the Facebook Live at the same time. And... Um, uh, I'm, a- I'm answering the question, what's been encouraging to you in the past week? And I would encourage you to share things that have been encouraging to you as well. And put them on the feed because I'm seeing some of these. And these are great things to encourage others with. Another thing that, that really encouraged me this week was 
our, um, our our worship gathering, which is on Facebook Live, and we have been on Facebook Live since we began this this church plant. Um, the first week that we were in the stay at home order, we we didn't have all we had was was me. Um, the worship we had was prayer and reading scripture, which is great worship. You know, you don't have to have music and singing to worship, and, and we all I think most of us get and understand that by now. But but it was really. Besides it all being strange and different and very unique, um, that was even more so for me uh, because I love the, the music helps bring me into the atmosphere to bring the, to bring the sermon. It really does. Um, this is how I'm wired. And so this week, one of the things that was really encouraging to me was that Zach, our worship arts team leader, was able to come to the house where, where we broadcast the, the worship gathering for this week. And um, he led a couple of songs and praise and worship that, that really kind of led us into our, our prayer and our scripture and the, and the sharing of the sermon. And that was really encouraging to me. Uh, to have that happen, and, and of course, if you if you saw that on the live stream, you saw we were really keeping our social distancing thing and all that in in place uh, while we were doing it. We're trying to do do things the right way so we don't spread anything and don't put anybody else in danger, including ourselves. But at the same time, we want to bring as much. Um, normalcy if that's even a word uh to what is going on right now another thing i found encouraging this week was i love the band skillet okay this skillet yeah i know they're named after a frying pan um and john and Corey cooper of skillet it's a husband and wife he's the lead singer plays bass she plays guitar and piano and keyboards and they both rock um they put a live Facebook Live, but now it's recorded if you want to go check it out, of one of their songs called Whispers in the Dark, um, kind of an acoustic version. They're playing the piano. He reads a scripture. He says, this is what this song's about. And then he, he reads a scripture, and then, he's, then they sing it and play the piano, and it's beautiful. And they move from their song, Whispers in the Dark, into the worship song, Oceans, and then back into Whispers in the Dark. And that really was encouraging to me. And I would think, you know, if you like uh, Skillet at all, or if you like um, just worship to just worshipful music um, check that out for for sure um, another thing I found encouraging is working out with peeps through the internet um, I love uh, I love the gym and I haven't I haven't been to the gym in, uh, in f- almost four years now because when we moved to this community to plant this church a gym membership was something that was put to the side so I work out six days a week I do my own workouts I'm, I'm certified as a group fitness trainer so I, I can put together my own workouts I don't have to go to a gym um, I don't have a lot of equipment but what I have I can make I can make work and so I I have I stay active and work out but but since this whole thing has happened, um, the gym I used to be on staff at in Arkansas uh, actually began to do these live streams with a, with a free Facebook group. And I mean, they gave me an invitation as one of the former students and, and t- trainers, teachers. And um, I've been like going on there and joining these classes, which I haven't done in, in almost four years. And it's been really encouraging to get on there, especially like this morning. I did this dance workout. And uh, some of y'all are like, dance workout? Man, I love it. It was. It had hip hop. It had Zumba. It had kickboxing. And it. And I got a sweat going. And I was working out. And my back feels great because I've been when I lift, my back starts to get like down a little bit. But I, my back feels great this morning. So love this man. Love being the the encouragement of being able to work out again with like a group. Although no one's there in person, it's really cool what's happening here. So one of the greatest encouragements I've had all week. I gotta tell you what, man. On Sunday, after that church service, after that sermon and everything, and you wonder, 
because there's no no immediate feedback other than you can look at the Facebook feed and say you know hi Stephen from your aunt Becky and you know you know um, you know this is good thank you you know good morning all those things are on there and that's that's wonderful but you miss the seeing the faces you miss the interaction you miss being able to really tell is this connecting or not because it's one of the things as as a as a public speaker, as a preacher, a pastor, that being able to know this is connecting, it just encourages me on the spot. And and I you can't know that just by talking to a phone like I am right now. And so I got a text on Sunday just a, just a little bit after the, the service was over from one of our 21-year-old college students who is very much a regular part of the part of the leadership at Awaken Church, actually. And Tariq, and, and Tariq just texted me and said, Stellar sermon this morning, Pastor. And I don't need, you know, my ego stroked or anything, but you but just to know that this young man was it found a connection, like God spoke to him. And we texted back and forth just a minute about that and uh, said, Man, God God was really moving and that was really encouraging to me. So I wanna thank be thankful for that as well. Um and then also the day after uh, that, I, I had a, 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 an email from a friend. It's actually one of our board of directors for the, for Awaken Church, uh, the the LCMCOG church planting team. They are our board of directors, and his name's uh, Dwayne, Brother Dwayne. And Brother Dwayne just emailed me and said he gave me some positive feedback. He said that from the first week of of the live stream to the second week was was he saw he saw improvements he saw uh, the fact that I was in in front of the fireplace in the living room instead of in front of the bookshelves in the office made a big difference he said the, you know having the, the songs having Zach there with his guitar made a huge difference and that positive feedback was really encouraging so I'm thankful for that as well so if I could say anything you know what if you get a, a chance give somebody some positive feedback this week I've just been thinking a lot about serving and how we serve others and how we can serve others in this time, how can you keep social distancing and still serve one another? One of those great things is just to speak some positivity into somebody's life. You could check up on them, you could give them a text, a call, or you could send an email, or you could just, you know what, just speak some positivity. I, I really appreciate this about you, and or thank you for that, whatever it might be, and just, you know, encourage somebody, and I think you will get encouraged just by sharing encouragement, and they definitely will get the encouragement, and we all need some right now, right? So just don't get so focused on what we need or what we get out of it, but what can we give? Can we give encouragement? Because that's where serving really comes in. Now, did Jesus break the law? That was another question that was asked. And uh, it was in John chapter 5, did Jesus break the law? And I got to say, this question about did Jesus break the law or is Jesus following the law comes up a lot. And as I read through the Gospels, you know what? It's like you have to decide for yourself how you want to see it. Um, but let's just look at this one particular instance and talk about that just about the you know the next few minutes that we have left here. Um, it's in John five. So again, if you have a Bible and you want to turn to John chapter five, grab that, go there. If you have an app, um, I don't know if you can watch Facebook Live or listen to a podcast and do your app at the same time. But if you can, um, go for that. Uh, John five. So Jesus heals a lame man, and lame meaning he has an issue with walking. He can't walk. Um, that's what it means. Um, it doesn't mean he was lame in the sense that all of us from the 80s would call somebody lame that we thought was silly or goofy or annoying. Um, this guy was not lame in that sense. He was lame in the sense he could not walk. So a- afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem 
for the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the Sheep Gate, was a pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of them, one of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. And can you imagine that? He's, he's been sick and just laying there, not able to really do anything for himself for 38 years. When Jesus saw him, he knew he had been ill for a long time, and he asked him, would you like to get well? Now, there's a great question, right? I mean, before we get to, did Jesus break the law? Think about this. You're you've been laying here and you're sick and you're you're at this this pool of Bethesda, which by the way it has a this this pool has the the reputation or the that it would be when the waters get stirred that um, that that the first person to get in the water gets the healing. Um, and I don't understand. You know, I don't know about the legend of that, and that's not the point of the story of it being. It's not the point of it being included in the scriptures. The point is Jesus asked him a question: Would you like to get well? The point is, do you want to just lay here and stay sick, or do you want to be better? And uh, the man says, "I can't, sir. I can't." The sick man said, "For I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else gets there ahead of me." He's like, "Every time the water bubbles up, somebody else gets in there. I've been here 38 years, and I can't. I can't get in the pool." And so uh, he basically is like, "I've given up, Jesus. I've given up." So Jesus told him, "Stand up, <laughs> right? I mean, stand up. Just won't you just stand up? Pick up your mat and walk." Now, for, for a lot of folks, and I love that I, I, I can't just focus on that, that question, did Jesus break the law? Because this is such a great story. Jesus says, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. And he's like, think of it. You know, if you're sick and you're whiny and you're like, well, like yeah, of course I want to get sick, but nobody ever helps me. I can't get in, I can't get in the water. Right? And then Jesus just says, stand up. <laughs> right? He's like, stand up, pick up your mat, walk, go. Uh, and it says, it didn't say the man whined. Like, what are you talking about? It says, instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. Now, here comes where the question comes in. Did Jesus break the law? Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Uh, <laughs> so this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured... Now he's to the man who had been lame and who Jesus healed, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. Now, what kind of law is this anyway? You can't carry your sleeping mat after you've been healed. You've been healed after 38 years of laying there and now you've gotten whiny and Jesus just heals you and you're not allowed to carry your sleeping mat and go home. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Now, here's where Jesus gets in trouble. Who said such a thing, they demanded. Who said, what do you mean somebody told you to do this? Because they didn't now, like, the, the blame shifts. We're not, we're not mad at you for carrying your mat on the Sabbath. We're, we want to get the guy who told you you could do it. I think they already knew, probably, who it was. So, the man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you're well, so stop sinning, and something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who healed him. So now he goes and he tells them to, like, you know, he goes and tells the Jewish leaders, Okay, I found the guy. His name is Jesus. They, they, they Obviously, they already knew who Jesus was. I mean, Jesus had been busy for a while working on this. So it says here, so the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking Sabbath rules. There's, you know, think 
culturally, there's a huge part of this. We gotta say, did Jesus break the law? Are we allowed to break the law for the good? If it's a good law, if it's good to break the law, this is the breaking of the Sabbath rules. It's very specific. But Jesus replied, my father is always working and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried the harder to, to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath rules, but he called God his father. Now, uh, thereby making himself equal with God. And when, so, so the thing we have here, did Jesus break the law? Okay, now all of these folks at this time are under the rule of the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire has is the law, okay? And so did Jesus break the the law, the civil law that, that everyone was under, Jews, Gentiles, Roman citizens, uh, everyone who was had been conquered by the Roman Empire, who was under the rule of the, the Caesar of uh, of the of the empire, um, did Jesus break that law? Well there are no Sabbath laws that I'm aware of in the Roman law. Um, there, there, there may be something similar that I have never discovered and found in my studies, but, and again, I didn't stop and study afresh to, to bring this as a question that was just asked this morning and said, Hey, talk about this on your podcast. And so, you know, did Jesus break the law? Well, as far as I know, there are no Roman laws about, um, one, um, picking up your mat on the Sabbath day and walking and two, keeping a Sabbath at all. And three, making a comparison by, of yourself by being the same with God or God as your father, um, being the Jewish God, Yahweh. Because as far as I could really understand, the Roman Empire didn't consider the Jewish God, Yahweh, as God. They had many gods um, that, they, that they included in their um, pantheon of worship. And so did Jesus break the law? Well, what happens was, is we look at, it says, at least in this English version I read, uh, New Living Translation English version, they accused Jesus of, they harassing Jesus for breaking Sabbath rules. Now, the Sabbath was, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. That was the, that was the command that was given. We find that in the, in the context of of the, uh, the the what we call the Ten Commandments, right? The the Torah that was given to, uh, through Moses to the people of, of Israel, to the the nations of Israel and Judah. Eventually, like this is this is part of their covenant, part of their rules, and part of that was remember the Sabbath, hold the Sabbath as holy. Now you kind of fast forward here to this time, Jesus and all these people uh, people here, especially these religious leaders, are descendants of. Moses and Abraham and, and all the the original parts of the 12 tribes. And so they still are like seeing themselves as under these rules. Only the command or the law of God to their their forefathers was keep the Sabbath holy. Now they had added Sabbath rules to this. And part of it was you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And I, apparently you can't carry your mat on the Sabbath law. And so... So and so, did he break the law? No, he went against some tradition. He went against what the Jewish leaders of his day uh, proclaimed as the the way you had to do things. This is the way we've always done it. This is the way we have to do it. Um, did he break the word of God? He did not. Did he? Did he? Uh, did he keep the Sabbath day holy? I mean, when you heal someone on the, on a certain day. And tell them, go ahead and take your mat and go home. Tell me, is that holy or not holy? Okay? So Jesus, I think the main problem that the, people, that the, the Jewish leaders had wasn't that Jesus um, 
did what he did and, and told the guy to carry a mat or that he even saying he he was he and his father are one the main problem they had was jesus was breaking in on their racket you know they had everybody kind of in their palm like we tell the people what they can do what they can't do and here's this jesus coming along and he's saying it doesn't matter what we say that we can that you can take up your mat and walk on the sabbath you know as long as you have a good reason and, and that's just blasphemy and he and he says he and the father are one that's just that's you can't say that and so that's where they really got like upset and angry but did you catch the part where it, uh, in in uh, John chapter 5 verse 18 it says after he had said my father is always working and so am I like we, I'm working my father's working I am working we are one basically so the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him they were already looking for uh, something to do about him so you know it's you know the thing that we always look at is like did Jesus break the law and uh, look at current context and there are People, some I mean, use you know we're we're talking about church stuff here. So churches and pastors who are ignoring, uh, sometimes some in some cases, blatantly, um, the stay-at-home orders, the social distancing guidelines, the you know shelter-in-place uh, um, edicts that are being put out there, and some of the questions come back was well can they. You know, can the government make them not meet? And it's like, man, we are getting caught up in some ridiculous debates and arguments when people are dying, when this this COVID nineteen is escalating like like crazy in our state. And we look at what it's doing around the world and in our nation. It is as well. But 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 to to sit here and go like they're. Are they breaking the law or not breaking the law? And then they go, well, did Jesus break the law? And you're trying to justify something. You're trying to justify some behavior. And, and that is not the point of the scripture. That it, To justify your behavior is never the point of the, uh, of the scripture, uh, especially Jesus. Jesus actually takes these guys who are trying to justify their behavior, and he flips it on them every single time. And so if you're trying to like, did Jesus break the law? So is it okay for if Jesus broke the law, then we can still do what we want to do. Now, how, I think Jesus always worked for the greater good, and he always worked for the individual. And the in, and, and for the individual, everybody was everybody collectively. It's like how can you be focused on the individual and the collective at the same time? Well, Jesus was, and he still is. And Jesus would say uh, here, he's like, did he did he touch lepers that nobody else would touch? Absolutely. Did he break the law? No, but he broke the the the, the rules. It's like he broke the Sabbath rules. And so we think, well, it must be okay for us. And we're trying to stop trying to justify behavior and pray and do the right thing. And I think that's the point Jesus makes here. He's like, my father doesn't stop working on the Sabbath and neither do I. And he's like, it's, it's, it's not about, you know, uh, keeping a day to mark it off my checklist it's about drawing closer to God. Now, the question of Sabbath is something that I've addressed a few times before, and it's probably worth doing again. I said I'm kind of out of time on the time I want to give to the podcast today, and so I'm not going to dig into Sabbath laws and how that might apply today. Um, I'll just say this. Sabbath is a time of ceasing, a time when you cease from um, 
the the regular productive things you do and it's a, it's not a set it doesn't have to be a set day it doesn't have to be what but it, but it is something that needs to be done on a regular basis and so Jesus definitely sabbath there is no question that Jesus you know did he sabbath or not sabbath absolutely he sabbath there's no question um, you can see it all through the gospels but also we see that Jesus didn't let a set of rules stop him from showing love to his neighbor is uh, is is staying away from others <laughs> is staying at home showing love to your neighbor if you can yeah yeah if you have to go if you can, if you have if you're essential and you have to go out and do your job or whatever if you had like me yesterday i had to go get the groceries there was no ifs ands or buts it'd been 19 days groceries get eaten especially in a family of five you have to go and do what you have to do but at the same time you have to be able to um you have to be able to love your neighbor and and this is right um a comment saying it comes a time in, uh, in a line where folks are using opportunities to promote themselves instead of the lord and i i definitely see that and i try to refrain anymore i shared my opinion on this one time and i got kind of blasted by a couple of folks who said i was encouraging people to uh to judge and be hateful and i obviously wasn't i just disagreed uh, i thought something was a reckless, reckless, and selfish instead of faith. Instead of an example of faith, and um, anyway, that was my opinion. And on that, I still have opinion there. So, don't don't let rules keep you from showing love to your neighbor. And absolutely, it doesn't have to. The rules. I started off with this, or actually, I shared this earlier. Um, the rules. And following the rules don't have to do, does don't have to keep you from showing love to your neighbor. They don't have to keep you from being to church. A church isn't about gathering in a building, and, and it, it never was. And we that's something I think. I mean, God is awakening. I hope this is a revival time for us to realize church is not a place. It's the people. And loving your neighbor doesn't mean you necessarily have to go over there and hug their neck and, and, and let them cry on your shoulder. It could be a text. It could be a phone call. It could be, I'm going to this, you know, from six feet away. Hey, I'm going to Walmart. Can I pick up something for you? They have these little baby rolls of toilet paper that are a dollar, you know, and they will last you like two days. But do you want one? You know, these are things that, that you can do to still show love to your neighbor. And, you know, another way is, Stay home. You can show love to your neighbor by not spreading and not potentially spreading this to someone else. And also, I, mean, I don't want you to get it. So there's all I got for that. So you guys have a great um, great rest of your day, rest of your week. We'll probably come back next week and do this again. I guess one thing is this whole stay-at-home thing and the change of, of how we do things has kind of got me back in a regular routine of uh, doing the live stream thing on Facebook and recording this podcast. And so thank you for joining me.